This dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. style. I promise style. motivation, style. inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. Today, I want to just give a short overview on advice and my process of recovery. But I want to talk about going cold turkey as far as alcoholism and addiction and just give some insights because I see a lot of people... Um, they do the cold turkey thing which i have nothing nothing against cold turkey but the problem is i think that i'm starting to notice that a lot of people suffer may suffer more going cold turkey and inevitably have a higher rate of relapse and this is not for everyone i'm not i don't have any statistics this is in my experience with dealing with people in the community and i just want to Give some tips and advice to help you if you decide to go cold turkey from alcohol or drugs, all right? So that's what this episode is about, but I want to start off by saying um, and talking about my process a little bit. My sober process and my recovery process was a little bit different for everyone that's familiar with the podcast and you heard my sober is dope story. Um, my sober is dope process um, is um, very important, how I went about it. Um, and again, I took an all-in approach to my recovery. And that means that I, I studied everything I could about alcohol. I made sure I devoted at least nine months to a year in, uh, in treatment. And I saw... A, psychi- a therapist, a psychiatrist. I took some medication to help with my um, hormone levels in my brain because over the years of drinking excessively, I had low levels of serotonin. So I had to take like six months of Wellbutrin just to get myself into a normal range. And then I was in the clear. Um, I sought out you know, my priest, I went to church, I prayed, I I had spiritual prayers, um, I invested in my mind and body, meaning that I, you know, meditated, I bought books on meditation, I, I exercised, I ate well, I started to get into nutrition, taking my supplements, um, what else? I went to Alcoholic Anonymous the first six months. So um, I don't think I would have been as stable in my recovery if I didn't have a foundation in a, in a, a talk therapy setting, a place where I could go and have community. Um, what else have? What else did I do? Um, I included my family and friends, so I made them a part of it. Like I, I decided who was going to be part of my support system. I reached out to my brother Shay, my brother Nudge, um, and you know, these was my friends who I actually could reach out to, you know, I reached out to my other friend Danny, my other brother Danny, 
um, my other brother Evan, my brother um, Eric. So I have a lot. Um, I have, I'm lucky. I have a lot of beautiful friends. I have a lot of amazing friends who solid, um, and they're like generals in my life. And they gave me immediate support. Like, yo, if you want to hang out, whatever you need, you know, you got to get back into making money. Whatever we gotta do, we gonna do it together. So find a solid support system. I figured out who in my family was gonna be there. Who was gonna be my um, my first and second in command. So, you know, my little sister Mary was like the general, you know, she would be my point of contact. I would go see her and we would work together. So whenever I was able to get out of therapy or group or outpatient, like sometime they let you go home to see family. I would stay with my sister Mary and my brother Brian. So Mary and Brian, you know, I love you guys. You're instrumental. So figure out who in your family is going to be your point people who's going to really rely on. You're going to have to, going to have to be an uh, indicator of people people to trust is people who's extremely excited and enthusiastic and proactive in helping you. Like, don't go with the family member who's like, oh my God, you and this addiction thing and this recovery, now I got to hold to keep, uh, put you up in the house and I got to, oh, don't mess with this and don't touch this and all right, well, are you sleeping? When are you going to get a job? You can't stay sober in an environment that's going to antagonize you and make you feel uncomfortable. So I was smart. I made sure I stuck with my family members who was extremely non-judgmental, who understood the gravity of my addiction, and who was very excited to help me. Um, what else? Um, so this, is, this was all part of my process, ladies and gentlemen, right? So when I made a decision to get sober... I just didn't say, all right, I'm going to sit on the couch for a couple of weeks and I'm going to go to work or I'm as business as usual, but I'm going to do everything but not drink. That That's torture. Plus, it's unhealthy because there's a medical reason why detox is important. Depending on how heavy of a drinker you are or were, you understand that you know, the shakes, the the tremens, the delirium tremens. Um, these are like mental things that could happen. Wet brain, psychosis, psychological breakdowns, um, hallucinations. A lot of this could be your reality if you was a heavy drinker. So I never was an advocate of going cold turkey um, because the times where I did, it was very painful. Um, but you know, it was no structure. So the one thing I'm a proponent for is having some form of structure in your life. All right. Um, so that's my little introduction on my process. My sober is dope process was an all in process of finding and maintaining and being successful in my recovery. And I'm still using this process today. I still have the same family members as my point people, although now my whole family is involved. In the beginning, you know, not everyone knows your business. Not everyone knew I was in recovery. Not everyone knew my whole situation. So I had my sister who was my person that I dealt with and my other siblings and stuff. I didn't really reveal everything to them till much later on, right? So I found the people that I wanted to rock with and trust. Also, my soon-to-be in-laws, hopefully, I would say, but they're 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 so my um girlfriend's family, which is my family, they also was a solid support system. So you never know where the support's going to come from. So when I say that I had my family that I chose, I also had my extended family who really did a really good job of giving me a place to get away 
that was safe. So I would be able to travel when I could and go to um, go out of state and see them. And then I would be there. It would be a very good environment. They'll be very supportive. You know, they'll make sure I had enough money when I was leaving. They made sure I had everything. They I had a comfortable place. I didn't have to worry about food. They would buy vitamins and stuff for me, clothes, whatever I needed. So you got to shout out everyone that's in the process. So I want to take this moment to thank everyone who was part of my sober is dope journey because it takes a universe. A village, family, blocks, a nation to help someone in recovery. It's not easy. So it wasn't all about me. It's like I'm not the incredible Pop Buchanan who just decided one day to stop drinking. And it's like, oh, it wasn't like a heavenly revelation where I was this supernatural being who was a saint who was able to know. I was a mess and I needed a lot of love. I needed a lot of support and I needed people around me that was excited. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, if you're going cold turkey. So here's my thing with cold turkey. This is why I want to do this episode. Um, When going cold turkey, you lose out on a lot of benefits. Like when one is a solid foundational support system. So this is the thing. Before I give my friends who's going cold turkey advice, I want to talk about the benefits of trying to seek alternatives to doing it yourself. Because here's the problem, man. You're shortchanging yourself for no reason, right? For no reason. There's no legitimate basis to do it on your own. It's not like you're going to get an extra medal. You're not like you're going to be more successful. There's nobody's going to give you a special award. So you might as well use all of the resources allotted to you. Now, everyone's situation is different. But when you, if you're familiar with my story, I pretty much had no money, no phone, no wallet. And I was coming off the streets when I went into... Uh, the detox hospital to try to get help and from there I was able to rehabilitate my whole life from ground zero um, I think one of the reasons that was so successful is because I live in New York City and New York has an excellent program for people who need these type of resources um, I have compassion for people in other states who may not have the same type of resources we have in New York City but I'm sure you have something comparable right but I had to do this from the, I had to go, I had to decide in a cold turkey manner, like, I'm not drinking anymore today, and I need to get detox, and I need to get help, and I, and go to listen to episode one to understand how hard that was, because there was a chance that I was going to get turned away and sent back into the streets if I didn't meet the criteria to go up for the detox without being authorized to have insurance, and the reason why I'm saying that is I'm so lucky, like, if they turned me away that day, I don't think I'll be here talking to you guys, man. I probably would have had to go back to my one of my family members, break down to them and tell them that I want to stop drinking and go cold turkey. But I was so far bad, they probably wouldn't believe me. I probably would have been so unhealthy that I probably would have collapsed and died. I probably wouldn't have made it. Like, it was a miracle for me to get the help that I received when I received it. But I was very diligent and I wasn't leaving that place unless they saw they would have had to like throw me out. I literally made a decision. I'm not leaving this facility without getting some help, some form of I need something. 
right? And um, I was lucky. But I did go cold turkey that morning because I was saying, like, yo, I need to really... I need help. But there's a lot of people who just, you know, you have a nine to five, everything in your life is still stable. You're not as extreme as I was. And you decide to stop drinking, right? And you still go to work and then you still do X, Y, and Z. And then your family has to adjust with your mood behaviors because you're going to have your mood is going to be groggy and screwed up for the first couple of weeks and months, your energy levels. And then it's going to be a lot of things happen happening to you chemically, hormonally and physically, psychologically and emotionally. And. You're going to need a lot of love and help, even if you're a person that decides that, you know, you may be a functional alcoholic and decide to just go cold turkey. I would say, like, don't rule out all of the many benefits you have in the community to seek help. Right. One of those things being detox. Right now. This is a safe place for me to talk about this with you guys for the simple reason is that the Sopa is Dope podcast purposefully does not affiliate with any detox centers, any recovery centers or anything like that, because it's one thing we're against in the Sopa is Dope community trying to railroad people into detox and recovery when they're not ready profiting from this process this is the most lowest the base shit that i ever seen in the community and you have people every day that try to get into your head and try to get you into a recovery so they can get a check but what happens is and it's sad if you send someone through the process when they're not ready they're gonna just relapse and it's gonna be like a mess so you have to try to like just give people the information and if they come to you and they seem like they're ready then point them in the right direction but we're not affiliated with any detox any recovery centers we get no kickbacks we don't do any referrals because this has to be a safe place for you to trust me so you know i'm not trying to profit off of your addiction because if anyone would have did that to me i would have been heartbroken like damn man you trying to get me to do all of this so you get a check like and you're not do you really care about my situation now i'm not against people who are part of the community that's that 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 works at a recovery center or their advocates or their salespeople. that's different but i had people that try to hire me to use my story to get people into recovery and I was like, yo, man, this is like so far against what I feel morally in my heart. So I say all of that to bring it back to the point. I could talk to you about the efficacy of detox and rehab because I'm not affiliated with any detox and rehab. I just went through the process. And one of the things about recovery that's really important is, excuse me, if you are just get if you if this is your day one and you're not and you're going into like a drinking cessation program and you, you want to do the sober thing the purpose of detox and going into a hospital or a medically a medical facility one they give you a lot of cool things they gave me like vitamins to help with my blood levels they gave me certain medications that help me with the shakes and to help me with the tremings um, the delirium, they call it delirium tremors or tremings, right? 
Um, so they gave me medication to help with that. So like, that's one of the hardest things that three day process. It takes alcohol about three to four days, roughly to really get out your system. And that's part of your kidneys and liver detoxing. And that day, and when that happens, your kidney and liver lets off a lot of endotoxins and stuff like that back into your bloodstream. So you have heightened levels of ethanol in your blood and alcoholic byproducts. And what happens is that could get into your brain and it raises your levels of um, ammonia and stuff like that. And your liver has problems like just trying to detox the alcohol at the same time, your body and your blood and stuff like that. And just to not get into a toxic environment, it's good to have a medical detox. So you get all of these cool things for three days. You get this. You're still going to sweat it out. You're still going to have the shakes. You're still going to probably throw up. But the thing is, you're going to do this in a facility where it's safe. Everyone there understands it. They're going to serve you food. So you're going to eat on a reliable schedule. They're going to help you get your appetite back in these three days. They're going to give you the medication and vitamins to help you stabilize yourself. So when you get released, you are in a healthier mental space and physical space to make the next decision for your life. And for me... Um, when when they do your exit interview um, to be released out of a detox, they're going to give you a counselor and someone who's going to have to interview you. And at that moment, they're going to give you the option. Do you want to go into an inpatient or outpatient rehab? Now, 90% of people usually screw up here. Now, this is why I'm explaining this to you, because depending on where you are in your journey, this is going to be important. I'm warning you, you're going to feel so different on that third or fourth day when you're leaving detox that you're going to feel like you could do it all on your own. You're going to feel like, nah, I'm good, man. I just want to get outside, smoke a cigarette, grab a burger, go back to my place and start over. Now, most people at this moment may think like, I feel good enough to go home and do the recovery process on my own. Right. So then the counselor is going to tell you the benefits of an inpatient outpatient and tell you, you know, you know, give you advice on what to do. Probably give you some information on where to go to for a talk therapy group or something. Ladies and gentlemen, don't make the mistake. No matter how good you feel, you're only three or four days in. The probability of you relapsing is at the highest point at this moment. Because you feel better. You feel better than you, you've been in a long time. And you just feel like, look, I could just go and do my thing, right? Nine, I, I don't know the statistics. I just want, I, my spirit is saying 90%, but don't quote me. Percent of people who do this tend to relapse eventually, man. Like, take the option to go to a rehab, man. Even if you give yourself 30 days, invest in yourself. This is my process. It was all in. The first two times I tried sobriety, I did the same. The first time I tried it, I stayed on my sister's couch for three days. I felt different. I ate. I looked different. Got a haircut. Was a different person. I went six months. No drinking. No smoking. The next time I did it after that, I I did it with my girlfriend. We did it in Boston. We went almost... 
I, I think we went another six or seven months. Both of us relapsed, right? Um, I apologize. I relapsed. It's none of her. I'm not, I don't have permission to tell her story. But I relapsed, right? So the thing was, the next time I did it, I did it in a, in, I did it in a detox. And same thing. Ah, man, I left, felt excellent, right? Went to AA, did the whole thing, relapsed three, four months in. It wasn't until I went on another two-year binge, which almost killed me, when I decided that enough was enough. And this time, if I'm going to get sober and figure this thing out, I have to do everything I can and everything in my power. And I cannot do cold turkey. I can't just rely on AA alone. I have to do a detox and I'm going to have to look into a re- rehab. Now, why am I mentioning rehab? That's exactly what they do. They rehabilitate you mentally, physically, and psychologically. So in rehab, they try to address your particular situation. So they do a psych social for you. So they understand what's happening to you mentally. This is for my mental health people that struggle with addiction. You might need a psych social to understand exactly what you're going on with you mentally. And then for my friends and family who's on drugs or alcohol, they're going to look into your blood work. They're going to look at your vitals. They're going to look at your history. They're, they could tell your whole history through your the health of your liver and the health of your kidneys and your blood work. So that's going to tell them your addiction story. Because most of us in addiction, we lie or we embellish or we leave out details. So let the doctors look at your blood work. They're going to know, listen, you have to rehabilitate your liver. For me, I had half a liver remaining. So they had to watch my liver enzymes. And they had to determine if I needed to be put on some type of um, liver treatment. Right? So I had to take special medication. I had to take special vitamins. They had to watch it. And this is how they know if you're staying sober. And they also know if your liver enzymes are moving in the right direction, then you may be out the woods for any type of liver transplant or stuff like that. So I was afraid for that. They was checking my blood work. So this is why rehab is important. It's not just about you being someplace and people talking to you all day. They're, this is medical, a medical facility. They're going to look at you. They're going to tell you, okay, um, um, S- Susan or Joe, here you go. This is what's happening with you mentally. We, we suggest you get on this medication and see a therapist, all right? And then we're going to assign you a special counselor for your case to deal with your mental health. Then they go, Susan or Joe, here we go. This is what's happening with your blood work. We think you need to be put on these type of vitamins. We think that you need to be put on a special diet. You got to go into exercise. We're going to get you into some meditations, whatever it is. Then on top of that, you're in groups. So you're around other people who are sharing your story so you have a sense of community and then you're being educated on coping mechanisms things that you could do like this was i did this for a whole year 
I graduated. I got a certificate. By the time I left rehab, I was an expert in recovery, a mini little expert. I could sit there and talk to people. And then I understood the process and how much work it took. So lastly, the most beneficial part of going into a long-term rehab or giving yourself the time it reminds you of how much and how sensitive the human body is and how much love it needs and how much help it needs and how much recovery it needs. So the next time you think about doing some dumb shit like using, you're going to think twice because you're going to say, yo, you know, I had to spend a whole year. I had to go to 150 different meetings. I had to see doctors, psychiatrists. I had to do I had to rebuild my whole life. It's not worth it. But if you just sit on a couch for a couple of weeks and then you go to a couple of meetings and you think you got this shit beat, the chances of you relapsing is going to be higher because you feel like, it, oh, this is what I used to think, right? And I guarantee you, this is what most of us think when we really cave and relapse. We think the craziest idea, life in the world is getting to me. I'm going to throw in the towel. Couple of drinks won't hurt. Worst case scenario, I could detox in a couple of days. But the problem is you forget the chemical dependency. When you reintroduce your drug of choice back into your system, it does a number on you psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So it grabs you so hard that you're not even prepared for that blow you're about to take. And then this is what I hear all over again. Same thing I used to say. Oh my God, why did I do that? Why did I drink? I'm back to square one. God help me. I feel so crazy. Two years down the drain. Five years down the drain. Two days down the drain. Three weeks down the drain. So the importance of understanding cold turkey and doing it on your own is critical. Understanding your options in recovery is critical. And understanding why, in my opinion, you should try to do everything that you can at your income level and tax bracket level and whatever insurance level. Do it. You have nothing to lose. Now... Tips if you're a regular working person and you just got a normal family and you have to keep working to keep the bills going and stuff like that. I'm going to give you a few tips on how to deal with the family unit, how to deal with doing it on your own because you may not be able to take a year out and go um, into rehab. Some of us financially have too much responsibilities, right? Um couple of tips if you decide to go cold turkey is still better than continuing to drink so i'm not against cold turkey it's just the bottom of the options that i would suggest to in your recovery option number one is detox and rehab option and 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 aa all right option number two is detox and aa if you don't want to go to rehab right Option number three is detox. If you're not into AA, at least go to detox and try to read some books or, or just stay into, or, I don't know, just go to detox and then really try to change your life. Try the spiritual approach. Try God. Try church, right? Option number four is if you're not into detox and don't want to do that and you just want to do it on your own, then go to AA, 
If you don't want to do anything medically related and you just want to stop, go to AA. You need to go to Alcoholic Anonymous. Now, I know that I say this episode is not affiliated with Alcoholic Anonymous because it's not. I mean, this podcast is not directly affiliated, but it was part of my process. So I'm qualified to speak about it. If I, I went to AA, all right, I don't go to AA now, but I will go again in the future if I need to. Right. That's my freedom, my option. But I went to AA religiously for the first six months a year of my recovery. Um, go to AA. That's option number four. Um, option number five, if you're just going to go cold turkey and do it yourself. And you're a working person. This is what I want you to understand. You have to do it with your family. So you have to sit down with the wife and kids and you have to, or the husband and wife, or the husband and the kids, all right? If you're female or male, sorry. This is for men and women, of course, y'all know that. Um, you have to sit down with your familiar unit and you have to practice radical honesty. And this is what I want you to say, ladies and gentlemen. I can't afford necessarily to go into rehab, although I may need that, but I want to stop drinking and I want to stop doing drugs. That's your thing. And I want you guys to understand it's going to, it's going to be a process and I need everyone's support. There's going to be days where I'm not going to be in a happy mood. There's going to be days where I'm going to be sick. There's going to be days where I'm going to be angry. There's going to be days where I'm going to be unstable. I need you guys to be patient with me for the whole year. I need you guys to be there for me. I need you guys to help with the chores around the house. It's going to be days I'm going to be sick. I need your support and I need you guys to help me. And if you help me, I promise I'll get there. Now, what happens when you involve the family, guys, if you come home from a bad day and you're in a bad mood, your family's not going to be upset with you because they understand why. If you can't go out for a couple of weeks and if you just want to stay in and sleep, they're going to they're going to understand. The next thing I strongly suggest if you're a working person and you cannot do rehab and stuff like that. Take your vacation time or take at least one week of sick medical leave. Go to your doctor. Tell your doctor, I'm an alcoholic and I'm going to go cold turkey. Can you prescribe me anything medication-wise, whether it's vitamins? Can you give me a note for work? I need to buy myself a week so I could get a lot of rest. All right. You have to treat this like a special event because it is. This is a special process in your life. If you don't treat it with importance, then no one around you is going to feel like it. But this is big, man. This is the biggest thing, the biggest decision in your life. You hear that? That's an ambulance in the background. Everything happens for a reason. There's no coincidence. You hear those sirens. You hear that ambulance. When you're listening to this episode, that's a reminder from God that this is serious. So don't treat it casually. There's no such thing as a casual recovery. Recovery is one of the biggest things you do for yourself in your life. It's up there with graduating from college and having a baby and all of this stuff, man. Getting married. It's a beautiful thing. You got to treat it like this is you. This is you. 
This is your reward. This is what you're, your gift of life you're giving back to yourself. Treat it big, man. Celebrate it. Get balloons. Day five. Celebrate. Buy cakes. Eat whatever you want. Stuff yourself. You're going to have an unhealthy diet your first year, but that anything but drinking the drugs. Eat. Buy yourself things nice. You know, go into the sauna. Stay in the pool. Do everything that you want to do. Just, you know, go binge on movies. Take two weeks off. Take a month off. Go to your job. Tell them you need a mental health month. But just don't shortchange yourself and treat it as business as usual because you're going to be burnt out. And then you might go into shock. I don't know how much you guys are drinking. I don't know what age you are. I saw one of my friends online. I was talking to him. This guy's like 56. Big family. He's trying to do this on his own. He's still going to work. He's like tired all day. I'm like, bro, you can have a heart attack. Anything could go wrong. Why are you not taking a couple of, take a week or two off? If you could do it for, for vacation or you could do it for some other thing, do it for yourself. That's my advice, man. If you're going to go cold turkey and you're not going to give yourself all of the time and resources that your body and mind is, needs, then really give yourself a, a, a beautiful head start. This will increase your chances of recovery. So, uh, let's let's wrap this now. Pop Buchanan is in no way, shape, or form um, against, in any shape or form, against going cold turkey. I'm not against not going to AA. I'm not against not going to rehab. I'm not against not going to detox. I'm not against anything, whatever you do. Some people find their sobriety solely through a vital spiritual experience in God. You know, it'd be a spiritual thing. They're like, I don't need to do anything. I'm spiritually healed. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to do anything, right? So ladies and gentlemen, whatever you choose, I'm down with it. Inbox me if you if you don't have the resources and you want to talk it out. I can help you put together a plan that doesn't involve any of this if you don't want to do it. But my final advice is if you can afford it, do a detox rehab AA. Therapist, mental health, psych, social, the whole works. Get it all done. Get to the bottom of your damn addiction while you can, man, because the next chance you have, you may not be alive to do it. I had to bury too many people who thought they had another day playing with addiction, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love you. We can't be casual about it. That's my two cents when dealing with going cold turkey, doing it on your own. This is my soap as dope process. It's my rap for... um. You know, on this subject. So you got my sober is dope story and my sober is dope process. I love you all. Good luck, man. If you're struggling out there, give me a shout. I love you. I'll catch you on the other side. Oh,